Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. We did it. We're finally here. Opening night in the NFL. The Lions taking on the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs on Thursday night football. And despite being seven and a half hours from kickoff, there is no shortage of drama when you take into account Travis Kelsey's health, the Chris Jones holdout, and the 2023 Lions hype with all that alliteration. Sounds like I'm already in midseason form. Let's go alongside the man of the hour, Michael Lombardi, three-time NFL Super Bowl winning executive and strategist. Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonantone. And boy, Michael, I don't know about you. I just have a little bit of a different pep in my step today. I know it's only one I game, an NFL appetizer, it. but I'm ready to go. Uh, why not? If not now, when? Right? This is the perfect. We're going to get going. I mean, this is what we've been. This is why we've been lifting all them weights, as Parcells <laughs> would say. We're waiting for this day, right? We can't wait. And there's so much intrigue going into the game because we can stop talking about the additions and the subtractions and who's good, who's not. And now we can watch the games and evaluate for ourselves. And uh, what a better way to start than in the sea of red in Kansas City as they hoist a flag. Yep, it's going to be a fun one in Arrowhead. They're going to drop that Super Bowl banner from a year ago as they begin their title defense. And we're going to break down this game from all angles today. In addition to Michael and my thoughts, we're going to hear from professional handicapper Mike Somich, the VP here at Circa Resort and Casino, where I'm broadcasting from. Mike Palm is going to join us in hour two. And we'll also talk to Aaron Ladd, a uh, sports anchor down there in Kansas City. Boots on the ground. So we'll get the latest on the Travis Kelsey situation from him. What we know right now, Michael is that he is officially listed as questionable with a bone bruise in his knee did read some conflicting reports this morning ESPN initially saying it was less likely that Kelsey would play today but that he was going to push to play and then the chief CEO uh, Clark Hunt goes on good morning football this morning and says quote I wouldn't bet against him being on the field tonight so should we be approaching this game with the expectation Kelsey should or shouldn't go at this point I think we should expect him to play, but then there's a big but that comes into this. Can he play effectively? Mm. I mean, you know, he doesn't want to miss opening day. He prides himself on his durability, and I think he hasn't missed a game due to medical because since his rookie season mm-hmm. in 13. So uh, he's going to try to play. The fact, the fact is, can he play effectively? 
And I think he understands how much he impacts the team. See, what cracks me up is we all talk and then we look at the depth chart. And I'm not talking about we, you and I. I'm talking about most people look at the depth chart and say, well, if Kelsey doesn't go, then it's going to be Blake Bell. And no, 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 no. There's no one like Kelsey. He's not a tight end. Don't go to the tight end part of the depth chart and look at who's going to be his backup, right? That, that doesn't exist. There's no one like him. He's their number one receiver. So when he doesn't play, then the ball's got to go to somewhere else, whether it's Kadarius Tony or whether it's Sly Mo- Sky Moore or whomever they decide that has to be part of it. It could be Justin Ross for Justin Watson for all we know, right? And the draft pick Ra- Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I think it's always about he's unreplaceable. He's irreplaceable. Yeah. And so when you when you decide, is he going to play, what level can he play? And I think that's why the book put the number down there and decided to not mess around with, does he go, does he not go? Yeah, and you said it. He's not your typical tight end. He's not a typical receiver in the NFL. You know what I mean? He is a, like chess piece that is unmatched in the way that Andy Reid has been able to utilize this guy. I wonder now at this point, Michael, so let's say he plays. Yes, you, you're questioning the, like, how how well he'll be able to play. Do you think Andy Reid could use him in maybe some decoy situations? I'm just surprised that he's willing to push through this and give it a go, considering the way we've seen Andy Reid err on the side of caution with a lot of players in the past. But then I also look at this line and wonder, is it, is it too much of an adjustment, a full two points for a guy that, that isn't a quarterback, when at the end of the day, you do still have Patrick Mahomes on the field? Well, let's say this. Okay, the three best players on the Kansas City Chiefs are Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey. And we know one won't play tonight. That's Chris Jones. And we know one will be less than 100%. That's, that's, so the line's going to adjust. I think this line's a reflection of losing two of the three players potentially for the Chiefs in the game tonight, and especially Chris Jones. You know, we never got an adjustment on the Chris Jones mm-hmm. deal. We never really did. And I think partly that adjustment was from Kelsey and now combining with Chris Jones, that's a devastating factor for them. And we know Andy Reid's really good in opening day. We yes. understand that. And if there's going to be one game that you go into without great receivers, this could be the one. Now, remember, nobody's talked. Emmanuel Mosley, who they signed as their prize corner free agent, he's a scratch tonight for the Lions. So he's not playing. And that he's already been ruled out. So that that's problematic for them. How are they going to cover? How are they going to handle this? Now, you know, they're going to have to deal with – they're going to go out to pregame warm-up and they're all going to watch Kelsey. All eyes on mm-hmm. Detroit will be on Kelsey as much as all eyes on Kansas City will be. And then in the game, they're going to try to rough him up. They're going to try to take advantage of him. They're going to try to be physical with him, see if he can push off on that knee, mm-hmm. see if he's got explosiveness, see if he's got his quickness. And as a coach and an executive, what you get into, it's great the player wants to play. The problem is you sir, you reserved a spot for him. And if he can't finish the game, if he can't make those plays in the fourth quarter, when all the games seem to be decided, what good does it do you? Mm-hmm. Right? It really hurts you. And Andy has to adjust his game plan around this. And that's hard to do. 
And I gave these numbers yesterday, but for anybody who who missed it, I'll reiterate them again because I think it does just go to show the durability and the importance that Travis Kelsey has been as a pass catcher for Patrick Mahomes, including the playoffs. Mahomes in his career has 227 touchdowns. 211 of them are with Travis Kelsey on the field. When Kelsey's on the field, not being subbed out, period. Mahomes QBR 79, average air yards 8 yards per attempt. When he's off the field, QBR 65, air yards 6.1 attempt. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is an incredible player, but he's been able to have a guy like Travis Kelsey on the field with him for the majority of the snaps that he has played in the NFL. You talk about Andy Reid's success in season openers just to put some numbers behind it. As a team, Kansas City's won eight straight season openers with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, 5-0 and straight up, 4-1 and against the spread in those opening week games. His touchdown to interception ratio as well, 18 touchdowns, zero picks in that time. And as a team, averaging more than 30 points per game in those spots off four months to prepare. So a lot of those numbers certainly back Kansas yeah. city in this spot but like you said earlier it's a it's a group of no name wide receivers um without travis kelsey out there yeah no i think the other thing we have to do is put away the perception and i don't know where it comes from but this home field advantage on opening day it doesn't exist i mean just straight up teams are 38 39 and one on opening day and that's not you know it's below 500 you know, so you got and the spread is favors the road team mm. in these situations. So when you're doing your handicap, don't just you know, you might want to think less of putting three points into the poll because you think home field's going to really matter. I, I don't think home field matters on opening day. Why does that occur? Because of the element of surprise, because no one's declared anything in the offs in the preseason. No one's shown coverages. No one's shown blitzes. No one's shown anything offensively so the surprise element creeps up and it kind of neutralizes the imbalance in terms of talent and it takes away the home field sure and that's something that we're going to be monitoring throughout the course of the year too i feel like every year we have to tinker with our value of home field advantage in different places and it's a great example here right off the jump i'm curious your opinion michael I think that in this game, we are going to, regardless, learn a lot more about the Lions than we are about the Chiefs. Because if if you're in a spot here where you're missing, to your point, potentially two of your top three players that are out there on the field, and even if you have two of them, one of them's clearly compromised, this is a game that I don't think Kansas City although they want to win, obviously, and they're going to have that fire every time they're out there on the football field. This isn't a game where they're coming out and saying, okay, yeah, we absolutely have to win this game. That's not the mentality. The Lions, with all of the hype that they have had this offseason, with all of the talent that they have brought in, they have some high expectations because of the way that they finished this past season. And if they're unable to beat a Kansas City Chiefs team that is compromised, I think that's going to be something that um, will be a big deterrent for Detroit moving forward. Yeah, I think so, too. Look, all the pressure is on Detroit, right? Even though the Chiefs are the champions, the pressure is on Detroit to show (coughs) that they've improved, that their defense is better, that Goff is going to protect the football, that last year wasn't an aberration, that Ben Johnson's still really a good play caller, that they have great players on offense and their ability to score and control the game. I think it's really important. I mean, remember, it's not too long ago that they went into Foxborough and got shut out. It's not too long ago, right? It's not too long ago they went into Dallas and committed five turners. It's a 10-6 to game, and and they lost that game because they turned it over five times. So, like, this thin line that we deal with where the perceptions run wild, 
you know, this game is going to allow us to evaluate and come up with an idea about what the changes are. You cannot pick up or go to a website where they're not talking about how the Lions are back. Mm -hmm. And I hope they are because Detroit's a great football town. It really is. It's a great football town. I hope they are back. They sold out every game. But we're going to have to see it on the field before you're going to get me to say, hey, I'm in on that. No, I'm with you. I am with you 100%. And uh, which version of Jared Goff are we going to get to? Last year to start the season, had seven interceptions through the first eight games, but did not throw another one after week eight. So are we going to get first half Jared Goff or second half Jared Goff picking up where he left off? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Chiefs in general, they are the favorites to repeat as Super Bowl champs this year, Michael. Six to one, that number. They're an odds-on minus 165 favorite to win an eighth straight AFC West title. Win total 11 and a half. The Lions plus 140 in the NFC North. A division, by the way, they have not won since it was previously called the NFC Central, 1993. Win total for them, nine and a half. So, like you said, high expectations for this team. We're going to have to step aside here, though, take our first time out of the day, but we're going to cover this game from many more angles throughout the course of the next two hours, some prop betting opportunities, some different folks' opinions. But when we return, some of the news and notes around the NFL, including a certain defensive end who is now the highest-paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. Let's get it going. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well, betting splits. Another way, vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. You can check out 
today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. We are having a little bit of technical difficulty here with, with Michael's um, video program, so we're going to try to get him back on the line in a moment. But I will get us up to date on the latest contract as it pertains to my guy, San Francisco 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa, who yesterday agreed to terms on a five-year, $170 million extension with the team, includes $122.5 million guaranteed, making Bosa not only the highest defensive player in league history at this point, but the highest-paid non-quarterback in the league right now. The two sides get the deal done just under the gun in time for Bosa to report and play in Sunday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which that is a line that we have seen tick down from the 49ers minus two and a half to two total 41 and a half and, and Michael as we have you back on the line here what was your initial reaction when you heard and saw the deal come through for Mr. Nick Bosa yesterday I never doubted it Stormy I thought it would get done I was wondering why it took so long it's as I've said many times on the show to try to ease your mind to make you feel more comfortable that it was <laughs> a deal it. that w was going to get done because it's not a hard contract to do. It's how much guarantee, how f above Aaron Donald are we going to go? Where's that? Where's the ceiling here? And that's the negotiation. That's where it all was. And then after we get to that point, then we've got to figure out the spread of the money, the distribution of the funds. And so I was surprised it took that long. I think Kyle mm -hmm. Shanahan was surprised it took that long. Uh, he certainly was. And by the time that we got down to Monday, Tuesday of this week, you heard me on the show. I was getting a little bit concerned. And Kyle Shanahan. A little bit? Yes. A little bit? But yeah, Kyle I mean, Shanahan. <laughs> You could you could say you could take that higher than a little bit. I mean, you could say you were getting very you, you were like when I don't do something around the house, like Millie, like how many more times do I got to tell you this? Like that's like that's kind of where you were on that one. You were more than just a little bit. I would call it the struggle bus, perhaps. Yes, I was yeah. I was struggling. I was unwell, as they say. But listening to Kyle Shanahan's comments yesterday after the news came down, it looked like he was getting a little bit concerned there as things got later and closer to this week one game. Take a listen. Once um, it kind of went through the weekend, I just kind of got in my mind that we weren't playing with them. Um, so because if I would have gone back and forth, that would have been miserable. So I just decided we weren't. Um, I think our team was ready to not. And we are, that was our mindset this way. And um, it was a hell of a bonus to just get told that coming in here. So we're obviously real excited about it. What's the realistic amount of snaps for Sunday? Um, how many snaps are in the game? <laughs> I love that. Um, also, <laughs> it was funny listening to him when he first walked into the presser, Michael. He said that he was preparing to tell the media, hey, you know, no changes. If you ask about the Nick Bosa situation, we don't know what's going on. He ended up being late to the presser because he got stopped on the way in saying, we got it done, buddy. So the best news possible that he could get before their opener. Yeah. And, and look, uh, you know, Bosa is going to be in great shape. Uh, and I'm sure Dan Moore, the starting left tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was fully anticipating that he would play in the game. So uh, I think, you know, nothing changed. I don't know if he can go 70 plays, but mm. they're going to see if he can. He's, you know, he's a great conditioned athlete. I don't doubt that. It could be challenging for him to play the entire game. They're going to have to rush. But look, most opening day games, every player you've got to rotate through. There, a lot of guys are not ready for mm – -hmm all these plays because they haven't had any of these plays. I mean, look, let's face it. Even if you played the preseason, you played 15 plays a game. Right. In practice, you go five reps, the new guy comes in. You're going to put 70 plays or 80 plays into this. It's harder. 
Yeah, he's a professional. He's in shape, but obviously the reps are a different level um, of exertion that you're doing. So we'll see how he ends up able to perform. But just for the team, I'm happy the urgency they're able to get it done under the gun the expectation for san francisco this morning i mean that defense we know is stacked you have nick bosa that's being able to get in there you bring in javon hargrave fred warner eric armstead talanoa hufunga i know he was limited in practice yesterday but an underrated safety in my opinion so i'm just i'm really excited for that defense to come together and support their young quarterback on the other side again uh the line did shift a little bit down from two and a half to two total 41 and a half. And again, just in the, I'm going to wink here at the Nick of time. They get the deal done with Bosa getting his deal done, Michael. Now we got to push that forward. How does this impact that of Chris Jones and what he's looking to get? Is this a, a better thing for Kansas city or worse now that we know this number? Well, I, I think it's, you know, it's <laughs> the, the problem is, is Jones sees himself as Aaron Donald. So this reinforces that, you know, with the way Bosa played, this reinforces that he should be above that, right? And can he be above that? I, I don't know if he can. I mean, I think that's going to be the content, the, the conversation. The, the Colts, the, excuse me, the Chiefs are going to say, look, you know, Quentin Williams' deal just came in. It's $24 million. Yep. Okay? And now we've got to jump that up a little bit to this deal. Say it's $32 million. He's going to want to get the same deal that Bosa got, if not similar, different maybe funds that are spread around. So I, I think to me that's that's something that I find it interesting to uh, how it's going to approach because usually you keep yourself in the lane, right? You stay within the lane in terms of I'm a tackle, you play tackle. Donald w went out of the lane because of superior play, because he dominated the game, because he was unlike any other player. Uh, and everybody else went back into the lane, Quentin Williams, everybody else. I think Jones sees himself out of the lane closer to Donald than he does to Quentin Williams. Bosa's average annual value, 34 million. Donald's 31.7. Uh, here is Jones, by the way, speaking to reporters yesterday while attending a team charity event at the Ronald McDonald house. First time we've heard from him in a while. Hopefully it gets worked out. You know, um, it's always been my goal to be a Kansas City Chiefs for life. I've um, I've said that multiple times on social media platforms, from interviews, and they know where I, my position is at. And uh, hopefully we can get something worked out for the long term. Just like um, when you had a job, and you you ask for an extension, right? And you ask for a raise, right? You're not letting anyone down. Who are you letting down for asking your boss for a raise? Right now is week one. So we should see how this thing goes. You know, um, things can change in the amount of days. You know, it's 24 hours in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's 24 hours for, you know, for feelings to change, positions to change, and situations to change, man. All we can do is take it an hour at a time. And then we also saw a report this morning from James Palmer, Michael, that he says there's a pretty good chance Jones will be out there at Arrowhead tonight for the season opener in a suite to watch the Super Bowl banner drop. Um, and I think that would be that's a, a good thing. Like, I don't think that because there is a a dollars and cents issue between the Chiefs and Chris Jones that you don't want him around. Like, you obviously want this relationship to be good and move forward. Um, but I did think that was just an interesting addition to the story. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is. It just the kid said it. It's this business. It's not personal, right? And, you know, it goes back to everything kind of goes back to the Godfather, right? And so why do we get upset? He sees himself, and, and I've said this many times, and I'm sure that, that everybody in the Chiefs organization, including Clark Hunt and Brett Veach, the general manager, realized that he outplayed his contract. 
Look, I've said this many times. It's not challenging to overpay great. I mean, you don't mind overpaying great. What you mind is overpaying good. That's what the NBA has become. They overpay good players as if that's going to change their win total to more play, to, to more wins, and it never does. I mean, this is how Bradley Beal ends up with a contract that he ends up <laughs> with because he can't change the fortunes of the Washington Wizards. He can help a team win, but he can't do that. Great can do that, and I think that's easy to do if you have Chris Jones. So for me, I, I, I think the harder part is simply how do we handle Mahomes, and more importantly, how do we handle Kelsey? Yep, going to be a, a critical critical factor in tonight's game. Again, the updated line where things sit right now. Kansas City favored by just four and a half with that news. Also, Michael, we only have about 90 seconds left here. But uh, Joe Burrow said yesterday to reporters he's, quote, ready to go ahead of the season yeah, opener shocking. against the Browns. And that's exactly what I tweeted. I tweeted that little, um, like, gif thing that just says, oh, I'm shocked. Because we all yeah. expected this. So good to see that right. Joe Burrow is going to be ready to go for week one. Right. And, you know, look, let's not draw. I I knew we threw, I knew they had turned the ball over five times in the opener last year. That being said, I I think Burrow will play better. But I think this Browns defense is going to be really good. Mm -hmm. I think this Browns defense has a chance to be very good. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really good game. And Burrow's going to have to play his best. The offensive line for both teams are going to determine the outcome because if, if Cincinnati's offensive line, uh, struggles if they struggle to buy and miles garrett's gonna line up over on jonah williams no matter where he goes because he gave him trouble when he played left tackle now that he's moved to right tackle they didn't forget that they lost him he'll be over there and that'll be a problem hey i told you miles garrett's my defensive player of the year so if he could get after the quarterback from day one that wouldn't be too shabby um okay that's uh, again the line in that one by the way Bengals laying two and a half on the road in chicago we're gonna step aside when we return our first guest of the show mike somich professional handicapper v host is gonna join us get his thoughts on thursday night football and some of his early season bets for week one coming up this sunday This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's finally here, everybody. Our very own Michael Lombardi has written his second book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. And now for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Michael's book when you become a VEASAN Pro Annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VEASAN Pro Annual subscription today and use the promo code Lombardi. You'll get that free copy as well as an entire year of VEASAN Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Again, that promo code is Lombardi, but this is a limited time offer, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and and Michael you have been all over radio TV um, this week promoting the book and and I noticed today even when you weren't live on another program the presence was still felt because in one of the TVs that I look up at here in the studio Pat McAfee making his ESPN debut show today and this bad boy is right up in there front and center how awesome congratulations on everything my friend it's so good I have so much to be thankful for and, and I'm mostly humbled that he did that and wrote a wonderful tribute on the back of it, along with the great Jim Nance and Bill Belichick and Adam Schefter. So I'm certainly appreciative of all the people that helped me with the book. And it, it was a labor of love. I'm really happy that I wrote it because uh, I was able to uh, learn a lot. You know, I learned a lot covering the book and it felt good. 
So um, I hope people enjoy it and, and they can learn a little bit about the NFL that I don't think we touch enough on. Yep, and I was so excited. I got this bad boy in the mail yesterday. Could not be upstaged by Pat McAfee on our own show, so we had to make sure we get this thing out here on the desk, Michael. Uh, let's continue our NFL conversation, though, for week one of this 2023 season as we bring in great friend of the show, Mike Somich, professional handicapper, v host as well of The Handle at its new time slot alongside Matt Brown, 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern. Follow him at Samabomb18. Mike, welcome in, and can you just feel the fresh cut grass in the air, smell it, soak it all in. Thursday night football is here. It's like a holiday. We get the NFL back. We get a marquee game right out of the gate, too, with the, the Chiefs and the Lions. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what this Lions team is like. And so many question marks for the Chiefs now with, with both Travis Kelsey and Jones not going to be there on the field. So really looking forward to kicking this one off. Yeah, Mike. Okay, so we know Kelsey, you know, if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. I mean, that's pretty clear. So, and but if you're going to not be 100 percent, this this Lions secondary is the one area where we needed to evaluate whether it's Cam Sutton. Mosley's not going to play today. So C.J. Gardner, Johnson Gardner, he's going to you know, he's been injured in the preseason. They thought they lost him in week one of the season. He'll be out there. So if you're going to be in, this might be the right secondary to go against. What what receiver outside of Kelsey do you think could have a big impact on the game today? Uh, this is actually a great spot for the Chiefs. If they had Kelsey healthy here, I made this game close to seven, maybe a little bit over seven even. So without Kelsey, that's about a point and a half uh, downgrade there. Chris Jones, about a half point downgrade to me. And, and you hit the nail on the head, Michael. This is not a very good Detroit secondary. They lost their number one cornerback in the offseason. They didn't really replace him. We already are seeing some injuries in the secondary. And I don't see how they're going to really get a pass rush here on Mahomes either. So I think it's going to be an interesting spot. If this ever hits four, I'm a KC buyer. I'm going to play KC at minus four if we get there. I don't think we're ever going to get there. The difference to me between five is what it, where I make the game now and the four and a half, not enough for me to bet. But if I'm looking at one wide receiver, I think it's Sky Moore who is able to have a very big game here. The reports out of training camps, he had a phenomenal training camp. His total sitting at just 45 and a half yards right now. I think he's going to be able to fly over that with the increased target share he's going to see without Kelsey out there. And the fact that yeah, I don't really trust that Tony's going to be able to stay on the field the entire game here in week one. We'll see if he is. But to me, Sky Moore is going to be on the field every single offensive play. And if you look at Mahomes and, and Andy Reid off of a four-month layoff, which is essentially what we're getting here. He's thrown for 300 yards every single game. And the last time he didn't have Kelsey, he threw for over 300 yards. So that yardage is going to have to go somewhere. And to me, Sky Moore is the one who really gets upgraded here. So I'll take his over 45-and-a-half-yard prop. I think that's a good perspective to coming at it from the prop angle if you're not getting the number that you want in the game. And I know it's the first game of the season and people want to find action. They want to get involved in this. But sometimes the best bet is no bet at all. And you don't have to force yourself to play on some of these lines if it's not what you're looking for. Yeah, a lot of times the best bet is no bet at all. And this is one where even if you're not involved early or before the game, you can still get involved at halftime. You can still look at some type of in-game wagering as well. And again, I like Kansas City in this spot. I think they should be a pretty significant favorite over Detroit. I'm not high in Detroit at all. You look at how they started last year with that 1-6, 1-7 start. They were atrocious on defense. They didn't get much better. Now, Goff started to take care of the ball. We saw Ben Johnson, the OC, really flourish in the second half of the season, be able to get this Detroit team rolling. I'm interested to see what Detroit does on offense. I think Jabir Gibbs is going to be really interesting in what they decide to do with him because they are trying to use him as essentially a slash player anywhere on the field, put him in the slot, put him in the backfield. So I'm excited to watch this game. But for me, watching a game and betting a game, two separate things. And, and on the gambling side of it, 
I think the line's right. And like I said, if it gets down to KC minus four, then I'll get involved. Maybe I'll get something at halftime. But right now, to me, Sky Moore over is really the, the best way to look at this one. Where are you on the over-under total? It started at 54, and, and at 54 and a half, it's gone. There's some shops at 53. There's 53s and a half out there. Where are you on that total? To me, without Chris Jones, I have a hard time believing that Kansas City is going to slow this team down. I mean, even though we know Detroit doesn't have the, you know an elite, they still have a Brown, St. Armand St. Brown, who's outstanding and he can make plays. I think they're going to move the ball. I think this could be a game in the in the in the twenties. One team getting to thirty. The total, I think, is right about right. I set this at fifty-two and a half when I made my numbers, um, and and I have a little bit of concern on these primetime games. We saw consistently last couple of years these primetime, especially early in the season games, did tend to go under. And so because of that, for me, it's a little bit more difficult to get involved on the total side here as well. I wouldn't be shocked if they go over this total. But again, I don't think there's enough of an edge to play either side. I think this is properly lined. And losing Kelsey, I think, does hurt the offensive side because we don't know what Kansas City is going to do from an offensive perspective. I think you might see more Pacheco here, might see more runs into that, that front seven, which I don't especially love on the Detroit defensive side either, which could slow this game down too. So with so many unknowns going into this, it's hard for me to really get involved in the side of the total, especially and I think they are properly lined. Here with Mike Somich, professional handicapper and co-host of The Handle every weekend evening here on VSIN. And Mike, as we look ahead now to a full slate of games ahead on Sunday as well in week one of the NFL, do you have a favorite bet that you've got in the best slip at this point? I do. I, I love the under in Carolina or Carolina and Atlanta right now. Uh, to me, you look at Carolina, the weapons weren't great. And now DJ Chark and Adam Thielen both on the injury report. Chark didn't practice yesterday. Thielen was limited in practice. Without those two guys, this Carolina offense is, is not going to be very good at all and really struggle moving the football against what should be an improved Falcons defense. You flip around to the other side of the ball, Carolina has elite players on the defensive side at every single level, and Atlanta is going to want to run the football. To me, this is a game that's going to be played in the teens on both sides. I'm leaning toward taking Atlanta, laying the three and a half as well, but I love the under 39 and a half in this spot. Uh, Seattle's, you know, they're going to have Njigba back. He'll be in the slot. Witherspoon, not sure he's going to play, but for the most part, they're fairly healthy. The Rams, no Cooper Cup, right? You know, but they are, this will be the healthiest they'll be all year. Last year, game was three points at home. They barely, the four-point game at home, and then it took them to overtime with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Stafford didn't play in either game, so... You, you still like Seattle minus five here against the Rams. I do. Seattle's one of the teams that I'm higher on going into the season than most. I think that's one of the main reasons why I have them power ranked to be a seven point favorite in this game. The fact that Cup's not in there, I think, is huge here because the weapons, again, from a Los Angeles Rams perspective are just wildly degraded. Now you're having to trust Van Jefferson as your number one wide receiver against but I think it's going to be improved defense here on the Seattle side. Last year, they really struggled stopping the run. They had Wagner in the middle. They beefed up their interior of the defensive line. That should be an improvement for them. And you flip over and you look at the offensive side of the ball. I don't know how this Rams team is going to be able to stop what Seattle is going to be able to do. I think their offensive line is going to be significantly better this year. You had two uh, rookie tackles last year who now are going to be coming into their second year in the NFL. You've got Walker back in the backfield. You've got all three of your wide receivers ready to go for Seattle. To me, this is all systems go on, on the Seattle side, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. And there's not going to be that much from the Rams defense. Obviously, you still have Aaron Donald there. He's very, very good. But outside of Aaron Donald, I'm not really scared about anyone, specifically inside the secondary for the Rams. I think that Seattle's going to be able to move the football at will. And I'm not sure what the Rams are going to be able to do from a defensive weapon perspective against what I believe is an upgraded Seattle defense. So I'm, I'm laying the five here with Seattle.
60 the seconds. Only say oh, go ahead. You, the only thing I'll say to you, Mike, on that is if you go back and watch the last game of the year when the Rams had it, Rams had nothing to play for and Seattle had everything, that game goes to overtime. In the two games they played, Raheem Morris knows Shane Waldron really well. They, 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 they turned the ball over five times with a secondary. Now, Jalen Ramsey had two of those interceptions. But my point, sometimes this is on paper, it looks like an easy one. But the coordinator battle, to me, is really where I think this game gets intriguing. I agree with you. The one interesting part about this, too, is Wagner flipping from the Rams back to Seattle, because that to me was a big part of that Rams defense last year. And, and the way Wagner knew the Seattle offense and knew that team, I thought helped them out exponentially. I still think that the weapons on the Seattle side of the offense can be able to move the football and the run defense should be better. And that's something the Rams were able to exploit last year against Seattle. Mike, I, I pretty rarely bet games like early enough, and uh, I got Seattle minus four last week, and it's nice. one of my favorite bets so far. I know these opening weeks, to Michael's point, can be wild cards and different battles. You never know what you're going to get, especially in these division games, but I'm with you on Seattle this time around. Thank you so much. Again, everybody, make sure you check out the handle every weekend, 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern. When we come back, more KC talk. Aaron Ladd, boots on the ground, will join us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Today is the best Thursday of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, it's NFL opening night. Football is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait until kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. That's code VEGAS. 
Vegas, V-E-G-A-S only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. And speaking of that Thursday night football game, the Detroit Lions in Kansas City tonight taking on the defending Super Bowl champs at Arrowhead to help us break down all angles of the game. Joining Michael and myself, Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB 41 in Kansas City. Our boots on the ground out there, my friend. Merry Christmas, or as you know, we're calling it the first day of the NFL season. Uh, appreciate you doing this with us. And of course, there are so many questions right now about the status of star tight end for Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, what's the latest you have heard? Hey, appreciate you all having me on. We're finally about to run down the stairs and unwrap our gifts, right? Yes. This is Christmas morning. <laughs> Maybe a little coal in the stocking for Chiefs fans as far as Travis Kelsey is concerned. Hyperextended the knee in Tuesday's practice. Did not practice on Wednesday leading up to this matchup. But all the reports that I'm hearing, even a report I just saw from Adam Schefter leading into this segment, is that Travis Kelsey is pushing to play. He's going to be a game-time decision in this one. That doesn't surprise me. Ultimate competitor, one of the leaders of this team. When you talk about setting the standard and the example for what Kansas City likes to do, culture-wise, um, of course he wants to push to play. Do I think it's the smart move? Not necessarily. I think, especially when you look at this being a Thursday game, you get the extra weekend to prepare for Jacksonville in week two, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs took this all the way down to the wire, giving Detroit kind of something extra to prepare for. And then maybe uh, even if Kelsey suited up and then maybe showed a little bit of a decoy role or was on more of a pitch count. I am very skeptical of him being 100 percent today uh, when these two teams match up. Aaron, I kind of get the sense if you're Detroit, if you're Dan Campbell, you're saying to your team he's going to play. But let's find out how good he can be. Because there's a reason they're swelling in that knee. I mean, he's not Superman, right? And so this is a game of high-level achievers and high-level performers. And so if you're not at a high level, it's a challenge. So I think the hard part for the coach is, and I, I wonder if Andy Reid addressed this, if he, does, if he does play and he goes out in the first quarter, how do they handle that? Because as we've said many times on this show, you can call Kel Kelsey a tight end. But the next guy in line to replace Kelsey isn't going to replace Kelsey. There is no replacing Travis Kelsey, Michael. You know that. I mean, even inside the tight end room, um, there's no guy who's going to be able to, to offer what he offers as far as comfort and trust with the quarterback with his relationship with Patrick Mahomes. I've said this in the past, and especially it's more important leading into this matchup, all the spotlight on the eyes. And when you consider some of those new faces inside the wide receiver room for Kansas City, I'm talking about a Rasheed Rice, second-round draft pick out of SMU, MBS in his second year in the system. You people talk about Sky Moore taking that next step. I know it's been week one and maybe not an ideal situation for the coaching staff, but hey, you throw those guys in the deep water right away in prime time on banner night against the Detroit Lions and say, hey, help Patrick Mahomes win this game with the odds stacked against you. I know we're probably going to talk a little bit later about Kansas City missing one of their best players on the defensive side of the ball, but already in week one, it looks like they'll be without uh, that player as well as their best player on the offensive side of the ball and Travis Kelsey, an opportunity for some of those other guys to step up uh, and pay their dues. Yeah, we'll get to the Chris Jones of it all in a moment. But because of those guys that you just listed out there, we know it's a it's a group of unproven pass catchers there. So much so you look at the career numbers ranked 30th in receptions, 30th in receiving yards, 30th in re receiving touchdowns. Is there a player specifically of that group you think could be the the key target or recipient? We had a, another guest on a little bit ago who said he liked Sky Moore to maybe get the majority of those touches. How do you feel? One of the biggest question marks I have around one of those other guys is Kadarius Toney. Made one of the biggest plays in the Super Bowl against Arizona to flip that game on its head on a punt return. But now we're talking about entering his first full season here in Kansas City. What can he do in availability standpoint uh, from a wide receiver position, 
for Patrick Mahomes. We've seen him in spurts, Stormy. We've seen him show up, um, you know, for a good drive. And I, I even pointed out in the Super Bowl, you know, he played six offensive snaps and three on special teams in that game. So there's e they're even limiting him inside the game he actually plays. He was banged up in training camp, missed a majority of that with a knee injury, had a surgery, uh, was a full participant on Wednesday this week, which his first full practice in a very long time. So I wonder if this is him starting to get healthy and starting to show us some of those consistent behaviors that maybe show Kansas City fans that they can rely on him game in and game out. Yeah, that's going to be the hard part, right? I mean, durability with Tony has always been the issue. Talent is there, whether he can stay on the field. How about Edwards Hilaire? You know, Pacheco won the starting job as a seventh-round pick. McKinnon has a big role as the nickel runner. What role will Edwards Hilaire play? He, I know they didn't pick up his fifth year. What role will he play in the offense this year? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. This is a guy who's had a lot of question marks around him coming out of the Super Bowl parade, which he was noticeably absent from. Same for the White House celebration. So many people were wondering if he was even going to be on the initial 53-man roster entering this season. He is on the 53-man roster and played a, a really an interesting role in the preseason. He got a bulk of the first team work um, in the early preseason with uh, Isaiah Pacheco recovering from an offseason surgery and Jarek McKinnon kind of getting some of that veteran rest. Clyde Edwards-Lair to me is going to be your change of pace guy. We know he's not going to be a three down back at this point in his career, which disappointing to some considering where he was drafted coming out of LSU and playing with Joe Burrow in that game. But from an experience and a leadership standpoint, um, they're, re they're relying on him as well as Jarek McKinnon to kind of show uh, Isaiah Pacheco the ropes as, yes, he did well and, and balled out in his first year, won a Super Bowl as a rookie. But this is how you take the next step in the lead and kind of develop. Here with Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB 41 in Kansas City, the NBC affiliate, affiliate out there. Let's turn our attention to the defense now because we know this is a Detroit Lions team that had a weaponized offense a year ago. Now they add a, a new toy in number 12 overall pick, Jameer Gibbs, in the running back room who could be a multifaceted talent for them. And you're missing your best player on the defensive side of the ball, Chris Jones, at defensive tackle. How do you feel the Chiefs um, that the, the, the Chiefs defensive line can make up for his absence in the spot matching up against Detroit? Stormy, I'm nervous. If I had to pick a, a unit for Kansas City that I'm most worried about kind of entering this early stretch of the regular season for Kansas City, it's the defensive line unit. It's not just because they're missing Chris Jones, which, yes, is a big part of that. One of the defensive player of the year finalists last year, arguably one of the best defensive players in football currently. It's also Charles Aminahue who came over from the San Francisco 49ers in the offseason, suspended for the early part of the season um, due to violating a domestic violence issue that he had there. Um, George Carlotis is entering his second year. So there's some young players along that D-line who are going to have to grow up fast. Frank Clark is another player who uh, earned his keep here in the kingdom, won a pair of rings, and is now playing for the Denver Broncos. A lot of new faces inside that room. A lot of guys who are going to have to step into big shoes to fill. This is a unit that finished the year last year, second in sacks out of nowhere, kind of surprised a lot of people. Now they're looking around like, you know, where is that experience? Where is that um, that championship medal, if you will? Carlos Dunlap, another guy in that unit who was not who's not present this year, headed into this game against the Detroit Lions. I'm worried that if Jared Goff sits back there and has all day uh, to pass and read and file his taxes, that Kansas City is going to be in for a long evening here on Thursday night. Yeah, Azuma, they drafted in the first round. Calafaris, they drafted in the first round. McDuffie, in the first, they got three first-rounders on defense. Andy kind of put some attention there. But which one of those three is going to be a legitimate star and a legitimate starter uh, as we move forward? I, I haven't been able to see. I mean, Calafaris was 
okay last year. But, you know, he had, when you got Chris Jones, he gets all the double teams you don't. Now no one's going to get doubled. If I had to pick a guy out of that group, it's Trent McDuffie. This is a guy who out of the University of Washington uh, locked up against ones at some point in time. He was standing across from A.J. Brown in the Super Bowl. Yes, there were some plays that he didn't necessarily win on, but he's got that experience in his rookie year, and he's got the confidence of saying, hey, I won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, and we came back from 10 points down in one of the biggest stages in all of sports. He enters his second year, and look, you get Amon Ross St. Brown right off the top. You get uh, you get some of these uh, second – the second game is against the Jaguars, and they play Christian Kirk in that game. So if I'm picking that – if I'm picking between those young defensive players, the Fab Five, as they called them here in Kansas City, I like McDuffie's future the, to shine the brightest. Aaron, we only have about 30 seconds left, but how much longer until we get this contract done for Jones, you think? I don't know. I know that a lot of the reports are saying he's going to be at the game today. His comments yesterday at the Ronald McDonald House were interesting to me. He stayed on script for the most part. I think that they're getting closer, but I think we're at an impasse. He's either – I think he's in the first four weeks. I, I, I think the holdout ends before week four here in Kansas City. Well, Bosa's deal getting done yesterday certainly set the stage. Aaron, we really appreciate your time. Enjoy the game today. Thanks, of course. Aaron. Appreciate you yeah, great stuff there from Aaron Ladd out there in Kansas City. Make sure you check out all of his work. And on Twitter, can find him at Aaron Ladd with two Ds TV. Um, Michael, we're going to step aside here, getting set for hour two on the Lombardi line. We will continue to break down all angles and prop betting opportunities for this Thursday night football game. I definitely want to get more perspective for you from the Lions side of things. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of the attention is on the defending Super Bowl champs and the pieces they're missing, but some of the expectations and hype we know are certainly around Detroit. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 